Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and the podcast when you follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Walk in Truth Show. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 18, called Comfort One Another with These Words. We are looking at a message called Comfort One Another with These Words. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, if you go ahead and locate that text, we continue to move verse by verse through this book. And once you have it, if you're physically able to stand, would you stand with us for the reading of God's Word? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, comfort one another with these words. Before we read the text, uh, you may or may not be keeping up with all that's going on with churches and uh, uh, threats to close churches, but there was a a court case that took place for Rob McCoy, and it happened Friday. And what I understand happened as a result of that case is that they are fining him $500 per service that he opens the doors Uh, That was the outcome of that so far. uh, John MacArthur has a court case in early September. He's received a temporary stay. Uh, We found out a church in Santa Clara, the uh, county or whoever it was, came and closed their doors and threatened the pastor if he showed up, he would be arrested this morning. That pastor has decided to show up anyway. And uh, Pastor John, are you in the room right now? I'm trying to remember what the name of that church is, but I know it's a Baptist church in Santa Clara. So again, uh, and there's probably more stories that we don't know about. There's other churches that have received cease and desist orders and all of that. And in each case, uh, those pastors have just said, we are going to stand. I I saw a interview with Rob McCoy and I want to, and this, this is germane to what we're dealing with this morning. And Rob said, there's nothing that they can take away, away from me that I haven't already given to Christ. I've given him everything. And I'll tell you what, if you decide in your life that you will give Christ everything, then you have nothing to lose. And if you can decide to live your life that way and not be on the fence about who you are and what you believe and where you're headed, it will change everything in your life. That uh, idea goes with this text. It's 1 Thessalonians 4. In, beginning in verse 9. Now, as to the love of the brethren, 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, you have no need for anyone to write you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed, you do practice it toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia, but we urge you, brethren, to excel still more and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your hands just as we commanded you so that you may behave properly toward outsiders and not be in any need. We do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds 
to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And here's our title. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. You may be seated. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your living word addressing all of the big issues of life and death. And here we are on a Sunday morning. We're so grateful to be together, so grateful for each one that has joined with us in worship, whether they're here, whether they're seated outside, whether they are watching via live stream. We are grateful for this family. And what has brought us together, Lord, is you. You are our God, our Father. You are the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our afflictions so that we can comfort others with the comfort with which we've been comforted by God. We are so grateful that you're the God, you're the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. And this is a bumpy world, and right now it's a little bump here, Lord, but thank you that you are faithful. Thank you that we know how the story ends. And thank you that we can have confidence now uh, that you are in control, that you love us, and that death has been conquered. And we find great solace and peace and comfort in these words. And Lord, as we navigate through the text, I pray whatever you want us to hear, see, apply, we would do so unto your glory. In Jesus' name I pray and all God's people said, amen. Now, some big sweeping themes for you as you follow the flow of the text. You'll find in verse 3 that Paul talked about the will of God, and he said, this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. The word sanctification there is a big Christian doctrine or theme, and it means to be set apart to serve God. And so we talked about that, and we talked about how you've been set apart as a vessel fit for the master's use. That's why you should be holy. Now, the second major theme that you're going to see, especially in verses 13 through 18, is glorification. So we're moving from sanctification to glorification. And I would say to you that this is probably not talked about as much as it should be talked about, but we are going to be glorified. And we are going to get a new resurrection body And we are going to live forever and ever with our Lord. And if we get our arms around, our hearts around glorification this morning, or maybe afresh this morning, there is nothing in your life that would cause you to fret or be fearful. You know, we're going to have our moments. We're going to be concerned about other people and situations. But glorification answers the biggest dilemma that mankind has. And that is this. It's the fear of death. And as a believer, you can know, this is what Jesus said. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, he will live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Your body will die, but you will never die. On the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will never die. Praise the Lord. He who keeps my word will never see death. John 8, I think it's about verse 5. That's a paraphrase. You will never see death. Your body will die, but you ain't going to die. In fact, the moment that you breathe your last 
here on this side, you're going to be with the Lord. And to depart and be with Christ is far better. Not just better, far better. Yet to remain on with you is more necessary, Paul says in Philippians 1, 21 through 23. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, we all know that our lives have great value. We don't want to rush the process. Amen. But while we're here, we need to live our lives in the light of that reality and use our lives for the glory of the one who saved us and for the extension of his kingdom. Are you doing that? That's the real question. Because otherwise, God should just take us home. If it's far better to be with the Lord, to be absent from this body, and to be at home with the Lord, then why are we here? We're here to extend his kingdom. We're here to be ambassadors of the gospel. We're here to love those around us like God has taught us to love. And so we have an opening uh, exhortation here. Before we get into the glorification passages now, verse 9, as to the love of the brethren, that word for brethren there is Philadelphia. It's brotherly love. You have no need for anyone to write you, for you yourselves are literally God-taught to love one another. And since you are taught by God to love one another, I'm not going to try to teach you, so let's move on to the next verse. No, I'm just kidding. Now, we all need to be taught to love one another, and this would be the sign, Jesus said, that we belong to him. Sometimes people ask questions, how do I know that I'm saved? You know, we have verses that we can point to. The Spirit of God bears witness with my spirit that I belong to God. But that still might seem somewhat subjective. That is, you know, how do I really sense that? Can someone else see the Spirit in me? That kind of thing. But here's a very important verse, and write this down. This is 1 John 3, 14. We know that we passed out of death into life. Because we love God's people. The greatest evidence that you belong to God, at least on a horizontal plane when other people look at your life, is your love for God's people. In fact, it it is an affirmation for your own soul. You can know that you've passed out of death into life because you love God's people. This is a question that we need to be asking. Lord, is, is your love in my heart for your people? Now, I'm not saying that's always going to be the easiest thing in the world, but brotherly love is a beautiful gift within the body of Christ. And we are taught by God to love. How does he teach us? Well, this is just some of my own conjecture or what I would say is I put Bible verses together. But one of the ways that he teaches us to love one another is simply by the, uh, the model or the example of Jesus. He went around loving He showed his greatest uh, demonstration of love was on the cross. God put his love on display at the cross. And he says, as I have loved you, so you should love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, that you belong to me. This is a challenging time to love one another, maybe more than we've ever experienced in our lifetimes, because the church is divided about a lot of things. We could talk about the things going on with the virus. We could talk about how we're to navigate these times. We could talk about political point of views and everything else in between. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team invite you to Harvest Fest 2020. Harvest Fest is free and will be outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. This is an entertaining, fun, and safe way for your family to spend October 31st. You and the kids will enjoy fun activities like trunks of treats, find your way through a life-size maze, play games like the cakewalk, and of course, have a chance to fellowship with worship music. Again, bring your family and friends and come out and meet Pastor Michael at Harvest Fest, October 31st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Call 844-48-TRUTH for information and directions. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. This is a challenging time to love one another, maybe more than we've ever experienced in our lifetimes, because the church is divided about a lot of things. We could talk about the things going on with the virus. We could talk about how we're to navigate these times. We could talk about political point of views and everything else in between. Styles of worship. You know, people could argue about such silly peripheral things. And there are challenges for us to love. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another in Philadelphia. Romans 12.10, In brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor. It's not about you. It's about God and others. Do nothing, Philippians 2.3, from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, Philippians 2.3, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. How are you doing with that? Now, these are the verses that we can skip over if we've been a Christian for a while, if we've studied the Bible for a while, but don't take these verses for granted because these are the verses that are probably the most challenging. God teaches us to love one another. We are God-taught. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, is always not nudging us towards love. Always saying the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. This is how you're going to manifest my goodness, my presence, my grace to others. Now, here's the good news. For indeed, verse 10, you do practice it toward all the brethren. They were doing well. And I think living truth is a place where I see the love of God on display all the time. Toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia, but we urge you, brethren, to excel still more. NIV. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia, Yet we urge you, brothers, to do so more and more. Keep excelling. Keep getting holier, as we read in the sanctification passage. Keep loving more and more. Lord, help me to love more today than I did yesterday. You know, if that's a prayer, if, if your prayer is Galatians 5, 6, that I want my faith to constantly be expressing itself through love, what a great prayer. I'll tell you what, if that is your mark on any given day, any given week, Lord, just help me to express my faith through love. Wow. Your marriage, your relationships, your friendships will just, they will blossom because love is a place that makes things grow. That's the environment of growth. And make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. I've quoted this verse many times in the car to children in the back seat. This should be your ambition. (laughs) 
This is a, a great Bible verse to quote to people who you just want to be quiet. You say, on the authority of the Bible, you should be living a quiet life. And all God's people said, shh. <laughs> now, what does this mean? Does this mean we're to walk around not saying anything to anybody? As the, the story of the, he's a, the monk is in the monastery and he's taken an oath of silence. He can only speak once a year. And so a year comes by and he is able to speak and he can only say a couple words and he says, bed hard. Another year goes by, he's taking the vow of silence and he says, food cold. And uh, he says something else. Another year goes by. It's like a three-year thing. And then finally, you know, the three years goes by and he's talking with the leaders there. And he said, you know, I, I'm out of here. I can't take this anymore. And they say to him, well, no wonder. You've done nothing but complain since you've come here. <laughs> Here's an ambition verse, a, a target. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. And the, the verse kind of rounds out the language here because it means to attend to your own business and work with your hands just as we commanded you. I was doing some research on this and Proverbs 16, 27 in the Living Bible says this, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Idle lips are his mouthpiece. And some people, in light of the teaching of the word of God on the resurrection and rapture, which we're about to get to, had become busybodies, and apparently they had stopped working, and they said, you know what, I, I'm not going to work anymore. I'm just going to prepare for the second coming and the rapture and all of that. And they started becoming busybodies, and they were in other people's business, and they were mooching off other people. And in these letters, Paul's going to address things like, if people don't work, then they shouldn't eat. You should be working with your hands and working hard. Look, in our generation that is up and coming, that has lived in this idea of technology and the tech world, and I know there's a lot of fun things that go with that, there is a beauty in hard work. Amen? And I spend a lot of my time in books and before computers, but I enjoy just mowing my lawn and you know pulling weeds just so I can do some physical labor. How many of you remember the movie Pale Rider, Clint Eastwood? If you haven't seen that movie, you need to repent and just return to your first love. Anyway, well, in that movie, he comes back, and this is his whole story, but he's a preacher, and uh, he says, why don't you put me to work to this guy? And this guy says, oh, well, if we have something spiritual around here, we'll, we'll get you to do it. And he goes, the spirit ain't worth spit without a little hard work. <laughs> There's Clint Eastwood on spiritual matters. Anyway, uh, We'll move on. <laughs> Look, Paul was a tent maker. And he had set an example in Thessalonica that even though he was an apostle, even though he had the right to ask for you know, monetary support, in many of the towns he didn't do it. He worked hard with his hands. And there's a beauty to hard work. And if you're a believer and you work for a company, one of your greatest examples before a watching world will be your work ethic. Amen? And so it's good for, I think, our younger generation to do a little work with dad. And, you know, I'm not the most handy person in the world, but 
I do think that there's a value just getting out there and just working hard and, and looking at a lawn freshly cut and just going, yeah, it's good, right? Or whatever you enjoy doing. See, if you are not busy in work and in the gospel proclamation, you'll become a busy body. And you, if you're idle, it becomes the devil's playground. Right now, there's obviously a lot of people out of work, but there's also a lot of people perhaps taking advantage of help. And so I'll just let that sit for what it's worth. But I'll say to you, there is a beauty in work. And we were made to work. And by the way, work is not a result of the fall because Adam was told to tend the garden before they fell. And so there's a beauty and a... a an example in work. You've been listening to Comfort One Another with These Words, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9-18. through 18. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. In case you're wondering who Michael Lance is, he's the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. So if you live in Southern California, we'd love it if you join us at any of our church services or Bible studies or any one of the many events we do throughout the year. You can stay up to date by downloading the Living Truth app. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo and the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael with some final words. You know, it's always interesting to look back on a previous year, even maybe the last three months, and see what prominent people have passed from this life. I'm a big baseball fan, and recently Bob Gibson, the old uh, Cardinals baseball pitcher, passed away. And then I was uh, looking at some news headlines, I think yesterday, and uh, Eddie Van Halen, a famous guitar player, I believe at the age of 64, 65, also passed away. And, you know, um, those are just two that come to mind. But every day, here's a staggering statistic. About one person dies every couple of seconds in our world and enters into eternity. Now, that may be a morbid, morbid thought for some of you, but it's a real thought. People are entering into eternity left and right. And people are afraid to die. You know, the fear of death holds many in bondage their whole lives. But here's the beauty of the Christian faith. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. In fact, Paul says that is preferable to be with the Lord and instead of in the body. Now, we all want to live a full, happy life, and we have many blessings, and none of us want to exit earlier than our time. But here's the beauty of the Christian faith. Death doesn't have the final word. Jesus does. Not only does he teach about the resurrection, he is the resurrection. And you can tell a friend about the light and hope of the gospel if they're afraid to die. And look, I think everybody outside of Jesus, and even we as Christians, we're not thrilled about the death issue, but we have peace with it because of what Jesus accomplished. He defeated death. That's why you need to be walking with him and spreading the gospel as best you can. Well, hey, if you live anywhere near the Inland Empire, speaking of comfort and uh, the Word of God, we're going through the majestic book of Psalms right now, and we're picking selected Psalms that are really medicine for the soul, 
And I want to invite you to come out. I, I typically teach the, the midweek service on Wednesday night as we go through the Psalms, and we would love to have you. It begins at 7 p.m., 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. We're right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. So, hey, if you'd like to get that midweek uh, fill up, and we all need it, little bit more of a casual setting at the midweek service. We open the Word of God. We have some great worship, some wonderful fellowship. Now, you can join us via live stream on our YouTube channel, but it would be great if you could be here in person, and we would love to have you. Information is available on the church app, the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app that you can download for free in your app store. Look for the red logo with the pillars. And as always, you can go to walkintruth.com. One more thing, there is a phone number that you can call if you're looking for information or someone to talk to live. You might need someone to pray with. You might have a question. Uh, maybe you need some clarification on something coming up. It's 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Just make sure you call during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday. Well, this is Pastor Michael. So glad you're listening. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Comfort One Another with these words. And one more thing before we go, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply it to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please also consider becoming a monthly partner as well. You can give your donation at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 18, called Comfort One Another with These Words. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people. 